Hey, friends, it's Kurt. Uh, we have another episode of Forensics Faces to share with you today. And I'm really excited for you uh, to hear some of the stuff that we talk about, uh, because this week we're talking about money. And the thing is, some of you might be saying like, well, we've there's already been an episode about, about fundraising and money. And yeah, yeah, that's true. And the reality is, the longer we keep doing the podcast, the more often we might be touching on subjects that we've already covered before. But there's good reasons to do that. First of all, Melissa and I are not the same people who recorded those episodes two, maybe three years ago, the last time we talked about it. We've learned more. Uh, we've had more experience. We have, you know, in my case, a new perspective, having left coaching and really kind of seeing some of it from the outside for the first time. Um but also, we have new listeners. People are always finding the podcast, and to you guys, we say welcome. We're so happy you're here, and we encourage you to check out our back catalog. But if you don't have the time, we get it. And so it's another good reason for us to revisit some old topics, uh, make sure that we're bringing our new perspective to it for those of you who have been with us from the beginning, um, and also just giving new listeners a chance to hear our thoughts on some of these topics for the first time. So... As we continue through the season, as we continue with seasons moving forward, we're going to end up talking about things more than once. Um, and that's why it's also super important that we hear from you guys, because we have some new thoughts, but the great thing that happens a lot of times after these episodes go out is that we hear from you guys with your ideas, and a lot of times they blow our ideas out of the water. And so please don't think of a podcast as a one-way medium. It's really meant to create conversation and to allow you to hear what we have to say and then to talk back to us, whether that's through sending an email or a private message in one of our social media platforms or just walking up to us and talking to us at a tournament. Um, at an appropriate time, please and thank you. If we are if we look like we're running around with the like a chicken with our head cut off, maybe that's not a great time to start a convo. Um, but, you know, we can have conversations in person, online. Um, tell us what you think. What are your ideas? Especially when it comes to today's episode, which is about money and fundraising, um, but not necessarily in the traditional sense, because Melissa is going to share a story of something that happened for her that wasn't really about seeking out a fundraising opportunity, but it was about being ready to embrace the opportunity when it presented itself. So that's the topic of our conversation today. And we are going to get to that as soon as we're done talking about this week's tournament. Melissa and I were both at Appleton East for the tournament this week, and uh, I'm going to give her a call and we're going to chat about how the day went. Well, hello. Hello. Happy Sunday. Happy Sunday, Kurt. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I am, you know, chilling out, maxing, and relaxing real cool. That is from the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Ding, ding, ding. You Yay. did it. I know a pop culture reference from the 90s. <laughs> that air horn noise wait wait i have it i have it damn it wrong one <laughs> yes. Found it. we have a soundboard we haven't really talked about that yet but we kind of have a, a, a board full of sounds now not kind of we do we definitely do it's for real and I just need to remember where all the sounds are. <laughs> you need to get you little pictures of everything. You know, they do give you um, like a little card that's like uh, you can write on it with like whiteboard markers. Oh, okay. To like remind yourself which like sound every button is. So when we get serious about the sound effects, I'll have to do that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm very serious about the air horn noise, but that's basically it. You are. And you know what? When we're in person, it's much easier to access that. When when I'm calling you from afar, my the board's a little further away from me. So I had to kind of move to get to it. So, yeah. Well, without further ado, 
let's discuss Appleton East, uh, where we both were. We, 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 we did it. We made it to the same place at the same time. We did. We saw each other we had almost not at all. Approximately five whole minutes. Yeah. <laughs> but... Uh, we got to see some lovely people. I got my Mariah hug, which I've been waiting for for so long. Truly. Uh, I got to see Devin Mike. I got to see Paul Miller, who was running the tournament. Um, well, I got to see just about everybody, really. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, it's a, it's, it's a big attendance one. And it was, it was huge this year since there was a whole contingency of Eau Claire area folks who came down and, Royally kicked our butt. I could <laughs> not believe it when I saw that River Falls was there. I was like, I cannot believe that they drove all this way. How cool. Um, yeah. And, and then I, they uh, just handed everyone their butt. Good for they them. They are amazing. And everyone was like, where did these River Falls people come from? And I was like, oh, across the state that way. Well, they came from River Falls. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's where no they one, came from. <laughs> I love, I love River Falls. I love the Miller couple, but I honestly cannot tell you where River Falls was other than that it's up and over. Yeah, it's we drive past it on our way to Minnesota when we're leaving the state. So I, I think I think it's really close to the, the state line of Minnesota. It's near, near Eau Claire. So it's, uh, it's a beautiful place, I think. And I do follow their Facebook page, and they have... 80 members on their team this year, which is insanity. Wow. I mean, isn't that so cool that there's this, this thriving forensics program that's happening in a part of the state that a lot of times those of us who are from, you know, the Southeast don't even think about. Uh, and yet we're going to, we're going to have our state tournament there. So we get to celebrate those teams that are just like kicking booty from a totally different part of the state. And those river fall coaches are bringing forensics to 80 kids. That's awesome. And they're also like super nice people, which really helps the situation for me. <laughs> Does it? I thought we didn't I mean, like the nice people. No. Okay. Here's the deal. They're nice, <laughs> but we, I, we interact with them so rarely. So I don't feel overtaken by their niceness or like I have to compete with their niceness. I just get to bask in their niceness. Does that make uh, sense? It does. It does. So they're, they're nice, but we don't have to be threatened by it. Exactly. Mm -hmm. They're better people than us, but it's okay. Cause they're far away. <laughs> exactly. That's how it works for me. <laughs> um, did you have anything exciting happen uh, while you were there? I, I mean, I barely um, got I mean, to talk to you at all yesterday, so I'm legitimately asking, I know, like, I was, did you have a good day? I did. I, I This is, I think, the third year in a row that I've run the intake table uh, with your former competitor friend, Mo, uh, and it was a sheer delight, as it is every year, and all of the Appleton East alumni coming to judge and interacting with her and getting to hear their stories and their inside jokes. There's a wonderful moment where she and Nathan Kafka sang the Fantastics at each other, which I had not heard anyone <laughs> sing or talk about in years. But That's I, awesome. I just wanted to be in on the moment with them, but obviously was not. So I just was quietly applauding on my lap uh, while they were doing it. I didn't want to interrupt it. I wanted it to go on as long as possible. That was definitely a highlight for me. Uh, but otherwise, just getting to hang out with Paul. He runs a lovely, a lovely intake and tab area, and uh, getting to uh, lightly bully Carter Touche is always a pleasure of mine. And then also just getting to see all of these people uh, because last week at Ashcraft and judging, you're running around everywhere. But where's the intake? You literally get to see every adult basically who's there. So just a lot of familiar faces that come back into your line of sight when it's forensic season. So yeah. it definitely felt so, yeah. exciting to be back in the world. I was very happy to be there. Yeah. It was an adrenaline rush. It was nice. Yeah. Yeah. I got to see so, a lot of forensics. Technically the best thing I saw was people's faces, but you got to judge. So. Yeah. I, I got to see a lot of forensics. I judged all four rounds. Um, and it was a great day. Uh, you know, it's definitely still one of the early tournaments of the season. Nobody walked away from around with me without having a lengthy list of things that I think they can work on. Um, mm -hmm. But it really was 
was very good. The quality of forensics in Wisconsin, I think, is is on the up and up. I think there's a lot of people who are taking it seriously, and that shows in the work that they were presenting, you know, right now in January when our season has just begun. So I'm very encouraged by what I saw, and I saw some great poetry, and I saw the final round of Solo Serious that had a couple of really awesome standout performances. Um, I was I was stoked at what I saw. I'm so glad. Yeah, yeah. So anything else about Appleton East that we want to make a point of bringing up now? Ooh, um, let's see. I'm trying to think if there's something negative that I can say since Paul spent all day telling me not to bring up things on the podcast. So I'm just going to point out one thing uh, that happened when you were not there at the award ceremony. So uh, when it came time to announce the large team, uh, and this might be inside talk, I don't know if people know this, but a lot of the times hosts will take their team out of the team awards at their own tournament just because it's just a thing that some of us do. I know South does it. Uh, and Appleton East does it as well, but that meant there were only two other teams that qualified to be a large team at their tournament. Okay. And so he went to he went to say third place and realized that there was no one who was going to be third place, and then was trying to like go through all of his notes and figure out what he had done wrong. So then me being a a jerk got my team to start singing the Jeopardy theme song, which then got the entire auditorium <laughs> oh, no. to join in on singing the Jeopardy theme song. Uh, and then uh, Paul shouted into the audience asking uh, Ben if it was correct that there were only two teams that were getting large team trophies, which to which Ben responded yes. And then Paul disparaged him in front of the entire tournament for not having spoken up louder. So I, I just really enjoyed that. You know me, I just love everyone slightly ribbing on one another. That sounds like an amazing interaction that I wish I had been there to witness. It was great. Yeah. Also, anytime I can sing the Jeopardy beat song because Ben has been on Jeopardy, uh, I just enjoy that moment in my in, in time. Because he, he 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 very purposely did not join in on that moment. Why? Because like, he he went on Jeopardy and he didn't win, and I think that there's a there's a part of him that will always be upset with Jeopardy for not you know giving him a bunch of money. Oh. Is that why I mean, he's so? The same way. Is that why he's so pedantic? Why he ha- oh, always has to correct us? It's just, yeah, it's just because Jeopardy spurned him. Yeah, Alex Trebek broke his heart, and we are all suffering for it. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, that sounds exciting. Um, if, if we want to critique the tournament uh, itself, I will say um, the judges' meeting did not start on time. Oh, but do we want to talk about why the judges' meeting didn't start on time? Well, because of snow, right? Because the uh, weather no, was terrible? Because, because the bus that was bringing the Eau Claire team got into an accident. And they were dealing with police and like making sure that everyone was okay before they could get to Apple's niece. And despite having been in that bus accident, still all made it to the tournament. And so Paul was just stalling things to give them more opportunities to get to the high school one time. Okay, so what I'm hearing is that Eau Claire is the new Sheboygan. 100%. I told, I told, I was talking to Nicole Pancras. I was like, he was like, it was just so crazy. I was like, you know what? Exactly five years ago at this tournament was when our Sheboygan bus got stuck in a ditch and we got pulled out by a tractor man. So it only makes sense that five years later on, something else happened. Obviously, their thing was much more traumatic and scary and obviously a bigger, more serious deal. But still, another roadblock on the way to the Apple tournament. I just felt bad that it had to be done after having traveled so far already anyway. Yes. Uh, but I will remind you that not only did South and North get stuck in a ditch one year, but then the following year when North and South took separate buses, North's bus hit somebody in the parking lot. Yeah, I remember that. So been there, done that. <laughs> Had to talk to police. Uh, <laughs> it's not fun. 
but good. Let let all of that um, let that pass on to another school. Let another school have the experience of having bus trouble and Appleton East, and then at some point it can pass on to somebody else. Yeah, and and kudos to Paul that we ended up starting the day later, but still ended on early slash on time. We he almost immediately got his schedule back on the road by second round. So. Mm-hmm. Up to him. Great work, Paul and Carter. Good job, everybody. All right. Ooh, well, and I want to I want to call them out for two more things, and you might have seen this on if you follow us on Instagram slash Kurt's personal Facebook page. But Appleton <laughs> did two really cool interactive things with the tournament. One, they set up a photo booth in the cafeteria area, so I got to see a lot of wonderful team photos were taken in front of that area, as well as like kids taking their pictures with their trophies and stuff, and it was very cute. But they also had a Snapchat filter, which I love, and sent out to people who don't know anything nor care anything about my forensic life, but I wanted them to see that I was someone with a Snapchat filter. Very cool. Yeah, so I appreciate, I just appreciate those touches like that. That makes what, for some people are like just the normal, regular tournaments of the season just be a little bit more special for the kids. And I mean, it's smart to do things that encourage the young people and the adults uh, to take a photograph and put it on social media. Yep. That's, that's smart. They're thinking. Yeah. Okay. So that's Appleton East. Um, we had a great time. Where will you be next week? I will be in the Prairie of Sun next uh, oh. Saturday. Oh, I so will not be attending a tournament, in, but I'm sorry to be missing Sun Prairie. Yeah, if you are in the, uh, you know, hallway turn to judges lounge, please uh, come say hello to me. I will be exhausted and I will be there. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds awesome. So I don't think I judge again until Kakana, unless somebody wants to hire me for Hortonville. Chris available. But I won't even, I'm not going to be at Hortonville. No, you guys won't be. But that's the one I'm willing to drive to. Yeah, south, south, most of South will be at Hortonville, but uh, I made the uh, decision to beg Ben to let me actually go up to Eau Claire and repay the favor to those teams for traveling the distance down to us. So we're going we're gonna to go scope them out, man. Well, Learn a little bit more about them and their competition. <laughs> I look forward to hearing all about that in a couple of weeks. Hooray! Hooray! All right. Well, I will let you go and we will get uh, back to this regularly scheduled program of Forensics Faces. Have a great rest of your day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Hey. Hey. What's up? <laughs> well, we are super ready to record a podcast we now. We are on top of it. We've done our vocal warm-ups. That might be like the second time in my whole life I've ever done a vocal warm-up. <laughs> you are a forensics coach. But like uh, like the song kind of vocal warm-up. Oh, okay. Forensics warm-ups are different to me. They See, they, I purpose. only knew one kind, so I just made my kids sing sometimes. Oh, my kids. I was like, my you don't have yell. to sing it, but just like go through the motions of like going up in the voice and going down in the voice and it doesn't have to be melodic. Mm. So we, we, we just yell. Interesting. Yeah. Just Interesting. shred those vocal cords before you need them. <laughs> just mess that voice right up. Well, I think we can both agree that vocal warmups are an essential part of having a forensics team. Yeah. It's a fun part. You get to, it's the, it, it starts with the day off on the right foot, just gathering everyone together and, um, yeah. Shouting and dancing. And another essential part of having a forensics team is money. Money, money, money. And so today, we're talking about raising money. Now, very specifically, we're not talking about like little fundraising schemes. No. We're not talking about, you know, uh, a night at a local restaurant where you earn 10% of the profit. We're not talking about like... uh, wrapping papers that you can sell and get, you know, 20% of all sales, nothing like that. We're not talking about those types of fundraising schemes. 
But Melissa is going to share with us a story of how her team recently uh, came into some money, 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 money. <laughs> um, because she was approached with an opportunity and was prepared to respond to it. And uh, it worked out for her team. And then we're going to talk about some other strategies by which you can simply ask people for money with a pretty low uh, work impact um, which I don't know why, but I've just always been more comfortable just asking people for money instead of trying to raise it by selling things. Yeah. So we're not focusing on the selling part. We are focusing on the asking part. Mm -hmm. And so that's what we're going to be talking about today on Forensics Faces. This is about shooting your shot. So a few years ago, uh, I'm the office manager. Of I'm sorry, but isn't that intensely sexual? Shoot your shot? Is it, do I just record too much gay romance? Yeah, it's a basketball reference. It's a basketball reference. Yeah. Well, I would have never known that. Yeah, it's a basketball reference. <laughs> Great. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, so office manager of a building, uh, plan a large holiday party every year and decided that I wanted to exploit the fact that I have uh, capable bodied uh, teenagers. So I use them as the cater waiters for my party. And... Um, I told them that they were they weren't supposed to blend into the background that they could talk to people because they're good conversators. And uh, one person who came to the party because he's good friends with my boss is the CEO of Acuity, which is a very large insurance corporation in Sheboygan. And he just approached her in conversation and asked what why she was there because you know there's sixteen kid sixteen year old kids and they look a little out of place. But she explained about forensics and what they were doing, and he was very interested in it, and he wanted to know, like, why they particularly were there. And she said, oh, my coach Melissa is the one who's hosting this event. And as she said that, I was walking into that room to check on it, and she said, oh, she's right there. So I'd already met Ben before, but he did not in that context. And so we went, got to talking. He had just spoken at an event earlier that day talking about uh, building up soft skills and how they're dying and how uh, Acuity is a company that wants to foster their workers. So they want to get them into internships right out of high school. They want to hire them right out of college. And he wanted to figure out a way to work with our forensics team because he thought what we were doing was cool. So in various emails, I found that their corporation has charitable giving fund. And so they wanted to charitably give money to us. <laughs> uh, so we met with them and we explained what we would be spending the money on and how it would better our team and the resources we'd be going to. And we also talked about a sort of exchange for that. My students then volunteered at an event that uh, winters uh, introducing people for one of their end of the year events and uh, we continue to offer our services to volunteer for things like their uh, company-wide picnic in the summer. And it's just, just shot my shot and was like, hey, we had this conversation. You want to get involved? Let me know how. And they're like, great, we want to give you money. Did you not have to go to a meeting and like present some information? I presented information in an email. They wanted to know okay. what we spent every year in a breakdown of our budget. So we, I let them know how much we spend on regular tournaments and how much of that is bus costs and judges and registration, how much we spend on nationals, how much of that is registration, travel costs, uh, and hotels. And then I also let them know the sort of things that Ben and I, my co-coach, what we buy out of pocket for students and what aspirations we had for our team. Like I still want to be able to cover half the cost to send students to camp but I just haven't found a camp. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so uh, that preparedness, like she was just like, oh, I just want to know the woman I was working with. She was like, oh, I just want to know your budget. But I did line by line and told her everything we had spent. And then they were like, we'd love to meet with you, just talk with you in person and explain how it goes. I did sign a contract because, uh, you know, corporations are like that. Mm -hmm. um, and then they gave me money. Because they have money as part of their business that they want to give away to people. Mm -hmm. And there are 
plenty of businesses and corporations that do that. So shoot your shot. Did you have to acknowledge them in any way? Like, does your team have to compete with ties that say acuity or anything like that? Nope. Nice and easy. Hmm. Um, we're not allowed to take on a, a, not like a sponsor, but we're not allowed to like become like the Piggly Wiggly South Forensics team or the Kohler Were you in danger South of Forensics <laughs> team? Yeah, no. <laughs> but it doesn't preclude you from accepting other donations from other businesses Correct. or anything like that. You just can't mm-hmm. uh, brand yourself with somebody else's. Yeah, which brand. is nice. Mm-hmm. But again, this was money that they had that they gave out. And the event that we spoke at was their charitable giving announcement. So it was them showing the charities in Sheboygan mm-hmm. that they give money to because their employees vote on. They're like, okay, we want to give money to these five charities this year. The employees then rank those one to five, which they think are most important. And then based on those votes, that's how they distribute the money. Oh, that's really cool. Cause they have that money and they want to give it away. Mm-hmm. So got to give it away. They got to find it. Uh, it's great for taxes or so I'm told to <laughs> donate things. Yeah. So you used to do letter writing. Yeah. I'm not done your... talking about your thing yet though. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I don't like talking about You me. tried to do it in the shortest way possible, but I think like, well, first of all, I think the way that the opportunity presented itself to you was very interesting, which was that you had your kids get involved with something you were doing anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was putting them in a room with uh, people in the community of Sheboygan um, who are fairly well connected and, um, I mean, it just happened to be that they met the president and CEO of the company, but it could have been any number of people. Yeah, from there were plenty of other big wigs they met that night, too. You know, it could have been any number of corporations. Mm-hmm. And that you prepared the kids to not be wallflowers. Yeah. And so I think, like, that's something that you have to take away from that story and be like, what are things your team can do? to be involved in the community, to be visible in the community and make sure that it's an event where they can actually talk, talk the team and the activity up and make sure they are prepared to do so. Mm-hmm. Most forensics kids don't need anything more than permission to talk about the activity. So that's great. Mm-hmm. Like of all the activities in the world, like we probably are the luckiest when it comes to like the resource of our own students who do the activity, because most of them are very enthusiastic about it and they're articulate and they know how to sell a message. Like that's what we teach them how to do. And Mm -hmm. a lot of them come to us with that talent already. Yeah. So like, I think that's so crucial. Like first things first, find ways that you can put your kids in front of members of the business community where you live. Can I, can I give a few examples of Please that? Please do. So uh, there was a period of time where the Sheboygan Rotary Club, uh, they have students that join the Rotary uh, and they apply for scholarships and stuff, but they also will reach out for entertainment at their meetings. And so one year, a student who was on the Rotary Club through uh, the high school was like, hey, would the forensics team want to perform at one of our meetings. So the kids got out of school in the middle of the day. I drove them to the area where they were having their meeting. And then they just performed a little intermission. And then as we were leaving, they gave us a check for $150. Awesome. So they got to perform. They got out of school. We got money. I'm not saying that that'll happen every time, but it's a way to expose your students to these business owners. Uh, there's also things like the Lions Club, Elks Lodge, Masonic Lodge, uh, any of these groups where you know people are going and gathering together. Mm-hmm. And they almost always are going to need people to volunteer at a picnic, at a Christmas party. Or, or be for- entertainment. Yeah, I mean, or I'm be entertainment. About, I'm thinking about all of the crap I went to when I was in show choir in high school, like all of the meetings and the the Christmas parties and stuff like that for businesses that we mm-hmm. went and performed at and how, I mean, show choirs are great too, but like a lot of those businesses, I bet if they had been given the opportunity to like shake it up every now and again, yeah. if somebody approached them and be like, Hey, I have a group of high schoolers who can easily do 20 minutes of 
really entertaining content Mm -hmm. that's going to be different and you know and it only takes two or three kids i mean to come up with 20 minutes of a show it's so easy yeah two kids two or you know or you get a couple duos to go and, and do their thing um and how I think sometimes we forget, one, just how entertaining our activity is because we see it again and yeah. again and again and again. And we also approach it as coaches and judges with a critical eye. Mm-hmm. We sometimes forget just like it's endlessly entertaining. Yeah. People who don't know what forensics are are amazed yeah. by what it does. So like, yes, you can think of yourself as entertainment. And I would I just love the idea. And I've never done it. Oh. But I love the idea of like sending some emails and pitching yourself as like, hey, if you need entertainment – for any of your holiday parties or for any of your mm-hmm. business meetings or rotary club meetings. Like I have a group of teenagers who can come and do a speech on this or uh, an group acting piece about that. this or a group. Yeah. And it also gets them service points if you're in the NSDA. <laughs> yes. And if you care about that, that is something that you mm-hmm. can also do. God, if I ever start coaching again, I'm going to have to start doing points. And that was always my least favorite part. I know. <sighs> so bad at it. I was apologies to every student I ever had because you probably have more points than I ever gave you because I was so bad at recording are are we done talking about me now well maybe but I want you to chime in okay if any part of your experience then applies to what we're talking about so one thing that I was telling you about before we started talking about this Mm -hmm. is that I'm like I'm allergic to the whole like selling aspect of fundraising I'm awful at it I'm not good at it. I wasn't good at it as a student. I'm I'm not good at asking people to do it as an adult. But one thing, for some reason, I am so comfortable doing is just asking people for money. And one tactic that I used on my forensics team for several years um, was something I stole from uh, when I was a youth minister. Because we used to go on mission trips. And one of the things we had all of our mission trip kids do was write letters to 10 friends or family members explaining to them what the mission trip was and just asking them for a monetary donation. And we were very explicit with like, it costs X amount of dollars for said student to go to, you know, the mission trip. So I took that and I translated it for forensics. And I said, okay, everybody on the team is going to write 10 letters to people, you know, uh, again, it can be family members, can be friends, can be people, you know, who own a business. It can be your boss. If you work for somebody, you know, work for a, a local business or a restaurant or something like that. Just think of 10 people that you can send a letter to. It's going to be an actual physical letter. You will write the letter. <laughs> Kurt is motioning writing. You will write it out. It will not be something that like I print off and you just sign your name to. You will write the letter. I did provide them with text that mm-hmm. they could use as a basis for like how to write the letter so they didn't have to come up with it. And then we spent like a night after school writing some letters. And I provided the postage. I provided the paper. I provided the stamps, the envelopes, all of it. So they just had to show up with names and addresses. And then I also cross-referenced all of those names and addresses. So nobody got two letters mm. because it, it comes back to the team anyways. It doesn't yeah. matter if more than one person sends them a letter. Um, and part of that letter was just explaining like what forensics is and what some of the costs are. And like we as, as, as a forensics team, were trying to raise X amount of money for this purpose. And I, sp- I picked one specific thing. I don't remember what it was. Maybe it was to cover busing costs or something for for that. Or maybe it was, I don't, I don't remember what it was. But I picked one specific thing so we had a goal that we could speak to. Mm-hmm. And that's what we sent out. And I got a great response. You know, like, I think so often people are so used to being approached to buy things. And they know that only a percentage of what they bought goes to the actual team. That they might be, I mean, I know lots of people who are perfectly happy to be like, oh, this kid just asked me for 10 bucks. Great. And that's the other thing too, is like you explain in the letter that like, you know, hi, I'm Kurt Graves. Like they obviously know you already. Like, Mm -hmm. so hi, Aunt Kathy. You know, I'm raising money for my forensics team and our goal is that everybody raises $100 and I'm sending 10 letters. Would you be willing to donate $10 to help me reach my goal? And so many people are like, 10, here's 20. You know, so you end up meeting your goal, even if most, even if all of the people don't send you money back. Yeah. And the nice thing about today, like this was years ago, but like now it'd be almost 
easier to, instead of even asking them to mail you a check, you could just include a link in the letter that says like, and you can easily donate by going to, here's the link, you you know, GoFundMe or whatever, uh, so that somebody could just use a credit card. So like, I think it's just, it's gotten so much easier to ask for money. And I've never done it that way. But like, if you do have the link, then you can also push it out through social media Mm -hmm. and just be like, hey, if you feel so moved, I need, again, I think an important part of asking for money is being very clear with how the money will be used. Exactly. And I think that's one of the reasons that it went well for me reaching out to Acuity was that we listed exactly where we were spending. And for us, we wanted to be able to cover more of the cost for nationals because we have students where it is pinching pennies for their family to be able to send them. Mm -hmm. And I've helped students pay for nationals in the past. So that was a huge thing what we wanted to do. And I also think it's good to include your team in asking them, like, what goals do you think we have? Like, do they want to go to more tournaments in the year? Do they want to try going to a nationals tournament? Do they want to make state an overnight? Like they also include them in the process. Yeah. And I mean, for me too, one of the important things is I know what we didn't write about was nationals Mm -hmm. Um, because not every person on the team goes to nationals. So I know that when I was picking a goal to fundraise for, I Mm -hmm. made sure it was something that applied to the entire team. That's fair. But this is this letter writing exercise is also something you could easily do with just the kids who qualified for nationals. Mm-hmm. And then you have a very set amount. You know that like each kid is going to cost $1,200. And so you can say to them, all right, you're asking for $100 from 12 people. Go. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> and try to get them to raise that money themselves. Yeah. Um, in a perfect world, they all succeed and mm-hmm. boom, you are now budget neutral. Nationals didn't cost you a dime and everything else you fundraised and worked for over the year goes back into the team. That'd be great. That's probably not realistic. Um, but I just, again, I think so many people would just be relieved to be asked for money instead of being asked to buy a cheesecake. To buy something. And or even to go to something, you know, like we've we've done the showcase, we've done showcases and stuff like that, which I still think are a great idea. And Mm -hmm. I still think that's great for community involvement. I think once you start using it as a fundraiser, it gets tricky. Yeah. Um, One other thing, if you think that this might go well for you and that I will be doing this year with Acuity and my contacts there is inviting them to come to our tournament Mm -hmm. and shadow a student so that they can see what they're doing and they sort of see where that money is going and the kind, the level of the kids that that money is going into. Uh, When talking with Acuity, they, they were asking about the kinds of students that were on our team. They wanted to know like GPAs and honor rolls and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I explained that that wasn't that important to us, that they were all over the board, but that we haven't gone a single year in two decades without one of the valedictorians being on the forensics team. So things like that are good to know. Uh, Also having personal anecdotes about your students, like being able to go in that meeting and talk about that kid who joined the team your freshman year. And he was so quiet and wasn't really engaging. And then all of a sudden by his senior year, he's the captain of the team. He's, you know, made all of these friends. He's gone and just, blossomed and that environment that you created is what fostered that. Like make it personal and by inviting them into the world of forensics, like having them come and shadow or even just come walk around the tournament, you can give them a tour. It makes it so that you put them in front of it and they can see just how much work it actually is. Like don't stick them on a kid who's like triple entered, (laughs) but like they can come and observe Mm -hmm. because you want them to see where it is Or even going. with a judge that you trust. Yeah. You know? A ground up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I, I could see that. I mean, some kids would be so good at that. Mm-hmm. I can think of a few that I would, yeah. have, I would have had no problem being like, here's a business owner and an adult you've never met, but guide them for the day. Mm-hmm. And they would have done great. Yeah. There are a lot of other kids else I can also think of that that would have like mm-hmm. messed them up. Yeah. And that would have ruined their day of forensics. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like knowing that they were being observed. Yeah. And like expected to, to, but like adults should be fine with it. Yeah. And if you feel too much pressure inviting them to your own tournament, uh, something that we 
had suggested um, was that we would hold a team practice mm. and they could have people come to the school or we could go to their campus and like do a little performance for them to show them. Well, and in Sheboygan, you have such an advantage in that you could invite them to the other tournament mm-hmm. that's in the city and you'd be free to yeah. hang out with them, you know, mm-hmm. if that was important to you. Yeah. I'm sure the the tournament director at North would release you from any other responsibilities you had that day to be a, a tour guide if that mm. was something that was important to your team. But it being able to do something like exchanging your team's time and talent feels so much better than exchanging money for what do you, I don't, I haven't done any selling fundraisers in years, candy bars. Right. And also those kids are on a billion other activities. Mm-hmm. They're selling stuff for a billion other things. Well, and here's the reality too. Harsh may the, though it may be is that a lot of families end up just buying the crap. So the mm-hmm. kid needs the goal. Yep. So like you're also asking of your family because you're never asking the kid just to sell something. You're asking their parents to do it. Mm-hmm. You're asking, you know, and oftentimes you're asking them to just make an investment so that whatever goal it is that needs to be reached gets reached. Like mm-hmm. those things are tough. It's very few and far between have I heard of, of fundraising, selling things that last more than a few years being successful. Yeah. Um, the idea might be scary of reaching out to a business, but I would take time to figure out if there are businesses in your community where what you do, they would be excited about. Mm -hmm. Like, is there some one or some business where what they're learning in forensics can go perfectly alongside of that? Yeah. Well, but that's why I love your the way it happened for you mm-hmm. and like the strategy of like just getting the kids in front of people. Yeah. Um, because that will find though, that will be a magnet for people who do think that this is interesting. And then you can get into the more nuts and bolts of it and find out like, what is their fiscal year? When do they do their charitable giving? Who is the contact at their company that you would talk to if you were interested mm-hmm. in getting some support from them for your team? Like all of that stuff comes after the fact and we're not getting into like the nitty gritty of that. Um, but like, obviously that would be important is yeah. like, you're going to, if you're, if you're asking corporations for money, you have to know when they give money and how they give money and who you talk to about it. Mm-hmm. That's all the next step. But you're, you, you know, you cast the lure or whatever. I want ice fishing this year, guys. Um, I'm a fisher person now. He's a fisher uh, person. I'm a fisher person. So like you you put the thing on the other thing and you cast it and <laughs> there was bait. Yes. And, and then the you, and the, you lured them in yes. by having the kids be present, mm-hmm. be engaging and explaining what it was they were doing. They weren't even performing. No, they were, they just, were there. just in white shirts. They were just there pants. being teenagers who weren't afraid to talk to adults. Yeah. And that for so many people is, is as astounding. impressive as it needs to be before they start asking questions. Yeah. You know, and so I think that that is is really a cool idea mm-hmm. as a first step in raising money. Do you know for sure that you're going to be able to then get X number of dollars by the end of this year? No, this is a something where you need to start casting the net and figuring stuff out, and then in a year or two, then you might have the actual. Oh yeah, money this process was uh, over a year yeah. of us. Re- because again, it was, forth. it was a holiday party. Mm-hmm. Nobody's doing charitable giving at that time of year. Mm-mm. That's not when fiscal budgets start or end. Yeah. So there's no, there's no giving at that time mm-hmm. of year. But, I, and I, but I don't think you have to just ask corporations. Um, I know that there's some, I'm trying to remember which team did this and you'll be able to tell me, I know where they made t-shirts and on the back, there were like seven blank spots. And if you paid them $20, mm. you could write your name on Hartonville the back. Did it. Yeah. So to say that you sponsored them. Mm-hmm. So you could, in the same way that traditional sports teams reach out to local businesses, ask if they go, go find the nerdier ones, go find the people who aren't sponsoring <laughs> a soccer and be like, we were sponsored by this accounting firm. Right. Take that, like find those people. And, and you can even ask them, say, Hey, we are looking to 
be sponsored, they might want to sponsor you, you know, but otherwise they might, they might, small businesses also want to give money. They also want to be involved. So reach out to them and say, Hey, our team would love to engage with our community more. And we are looking for businesses to help us do that. Would you like to work together? And maybe even the question is, you know, how can we support each other? Yeah. Is there some way that the forensics team could be of service to you? Mm -hmm. Um, And oftentimes that's an avenue. But you said something that's really interesting. So one of my jobs when I worked in Sheboygan was I worked at the rec department, which did all of those like soccer teams and basketball Mm -hmm. teams. And we did reach out and ask for corporate sponsors and corporate sponsors meant mostly small businesses. But if you're looking for a... Uh, uh, a list, a directory of businesses that are investing back into the young people in the community. That's a really good resource. Mm-hmm. Go look at your local rec department and see who's giving money. Because here's the thing. I'm sure every rec department's d- different. It's not a lot of money to do those yeah. types of sponsorships. We're talking a few hundred dollars max. So you might be looking at some smaller dollar donations, but those businesses might be really happy to be able to say that they sponsored your forensics team. Mm-hmm. And especially if you are sharing with them the achievements of your team, mm-hmm. like everyone wants to back a winner. So if you have kids who are really academically successful or they have made really positive changes personally, or they're really winning talk about it because they're going to want to be a part of it. And of of course it's awkward. Of course it could be hard, but again, you got to shoot your shot, man. And there's one more element that I think is just really important is that anytime you're asking people for money and they give it, you have to follow up with the thank you. Mm -hmm. And it can't just be a generic card from the store where you like as the coach sign it and send it off to them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you need to be really thoughtful and personal in how you thank people who are donating to your team. Um, so like I think about like that letter writing thing, like the mission trip version of that is that when we were on that mission trip, we always took a picture as a group. And then afterwards, everybody who gave us money would get a letter from the group with the saying thank you with the picture. And mm-hmm. it was very personal. You know, forensics team, we did something similar. Again, I wish I could remember what the goal was. There was one specific thing, um, but we reached the goal and we did something with it. And I we did the same thing. We took pictures of everybody who participated Sent them a personal thank you. Yeah. You know, Acuity got a framed photo of our team that year um, just from me and then a thank you letter taped to it. So it was just mostly a a me thing. But getting your kids involved is more important. And like you walk some of those small businesses, you walk in and they're like those big posters from like elementary schools taking field trips there. And the kids have all signed it. It's got pictures of them. You can do that with high schoolers. Mm -hmm. People want to be thanked. And again, more visibility. So make sure, one, don't be afraid to just ask for money. And when you do and they give it, make sure that you show your thanks in a very specific and personal mm-hmm. personal way. And keep I, them up to date on how the team is doing. Even if they yes. give money one year and the next they don't, like if you have an email for them, keep them on the list. Mm-hmm. Keep, keep sending them how the team is doing. Uh, keep people informed. Um, you know, I, I judged a couple times for Dave Winkler at Wrightstown last year, and he put me on his email list. And so every week I got his his newsletter about how the team had done at the competition the week Which before. So like, it's such a great idea um, to do that. And I just think, like, again, if you had somebody who gave some money to you and you had their email and you throw them on that list and you let them know how the team is doing every week, like... People are going to love that. And then it also keeps you top of mind. Mm-hmm. And then maybe the next year when you're fundraising, they're coming to you like, hey, we gave money last year. Are you are you looking again this year? That's the dream. Mm-hmm. If you get to the point where like people are looking at what they gave last year and then they want to give again. Mm-hmm. So they're reaching out to you. Yeah. Now the work said. is done. So, um, And your chamber of commerce is going to be a great resource. Those people? Mm, yes and no. Well, okay. I know that our, the Sheboygan's current chamber of commerce people are were very helpful to me when I reached out to them uh, recently about something else high school related uh, to get people involved. They were able to tell us, all right, these people have been involved in previous things with the high school, so they will likely already have 
stuff in place. So it, that's what worked for me. But was that a business thing? It was reaching out to the business owners. Yeah. No, I mean, was it for your business or was it for like a high school it was, team? It was for the, um, the innovator fellowship. Right. Yeah. So it's like sort of high school. It would have been a different story if we were looking for <laughs> charitable things. <laughs> but we just got to do it. It'll make it's an ease of. I mean, you certainly mind. get that list and see if they have any resources for people about approaching mm-hmm. businesses in the chamber. But I mean, at least in Sheboygan, I found they were not not super helpful when we were trying to fundraise for like the theater company and stuff. Like yeah, that. there. It's it's different when it's like an official school sanctioned thing, and when it's a. Uh, yeah. Like, a, we're looking for, we're looking for money. <laughs> Can um, you help us find it? Yeah. Uh, and if you have any questions or you want more specific help, uh, just email us. Listen at ForensicsFaceIt.com. We'd love to help you out in that. Also, talk to other coaches. Just do it. Yeah. And ask them, hey, I noticed that you were talking to someone about how you did this like you wrote a letter to someone, can you just send me the wording of that so I can use that for me as well? Or, Absolutely. or asking Dave Winkler about the format that he uses to send that newsletter out mm-hmm. and how to take care of that. So <laughs> sorry, Dave, we're <laughs> you on blast, yeah, but uh, you on blast. you're a very um, nice man. And so that's why we're, sure we're talking he's, about. He's be willing to do that. Yeah. Now. And so. if you're not just, just tell us. And No, he is. He's a very nice man. So, all right. So that's that's what we have to say about a uh, way that perhaps your team can earn a little a little cash flow, a little dough, uh, and maybe get, take get, some of the get, pressure off. Get that paper. Uh, take some of the pressure off of you know this this part of being a forensics coach that can really wipe you out after a little while is if you're constantly worried about paying for things. Yeah. When that's not what our focus should be at all. So. Yeah. yeah. All right. So good luck. If you do try something like this and it works out for you, please let us know. Please. We would love to hear about it. Um, If you try something like this and it fails horribly, also let us know. So we can help. We can, and and we can maybe do a follow-up where we can be like, okay, this thing, especially if there was like a big stumbling block that like we didn't run into, but maybe a thing for other teams, we will happily come back on the mic a year from now and be like, okay, this thing we said a year ago may not work for you for this Mm -hmm. reason. So let us know your successes. Let us know your failures. Let us know anything that could be relevant to somebody else who is in your position. Um, Unfortunately, money is a part of what we got to think about. So let's, uh, we'll talk about it from time to time here on the pod. Got it. Got it. All right. Bye. Bye, everybody. We will talk to you next week. Forensics Faces is proudly produced in Wisconsin, the birthplace of the National Forensics League. Our theme song was written and performed by J.J. Hammeister. If you're a fan of Forensics Faces, the best way to support the podcast is to leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. You can get in touch with Melissa and me by emailing listen at forensicsfaces.com. You can also find links to all our social media accounts and online merch store by visiting forensicsfaces.com. I'm Kurt, encouraging you to listen, think, and speak, preferably in that order. Mm-hmm.